Yo, what's up? <laughs> it's your girl, DJ Narc. What's going on? So, Pluto went retrograde. <laughs> and my life kind of fell apart just out of nowhere in a few minutes. Um, so here I am. Let me set the scene for you of what I'm doing exactly in this moment. Because I always think that no one would like these details, but I think actually we dig these details. So here we go. I am currently lying on my sofa. There is an enormous piece of uh, firewood burning. It's like so big that it was hard to get into the fireplace, into the wood burning thing. Uh... I don't know if this thing is called a fireplace. I don't know, bro. Um, I have a computer. Sorry, I just had to check what was going on with my audio situation. I have my laptop open in front of me, and I'm supposed to be watching Bad Boys for Life, but I can't concentrate. I have a, I have the Gemini, Cancer, and Leo reading half done so part one is done and I have to do part two staring at me can't concentrate I have a gigantic carton of fries that I went and got from my local Turkish place and some hummus and a huge bottle of soda (laughs) and half of a chocolate chip muffin I've eaten the other half I've turned on all the lights in the house. Coincidentally, Baba is sleeping at his dad's tonight, uh, which sucks. You know, every second that I'm away from him feels like an eternity. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. My Meet Me at the Fountain t-shirt arrived a few days ago, and it's uh, hung on the back of a chair, and I can see the words from where I'm laying down right now. Across from me, uh, this is all going to make sense, I promise. Across from me on the counter in the kitchen area, in one window is a green glass vase that my ex-husband gave me with yellow tulips in it. In the other kitchen window is a blue ceramic vase that my husband, uh, ex-husband gave me with more yellow tulips in it. He gave me one, and then he gave me the other about a week apart. And then in front of those is an amber-colored glass vase that he gave me last week. And then on the main kitchen counter is a blue glass bottle with cherry blossoms in it that he gave me yesterday. The thing is, I love glass. (laughs) I love green glass, amber-colored glass, and blue glass best. Jacob has always been very, very good at giving the perfect gift not because he spends money on them. And that's what I've always really respected about him. It's never about money. 
it's always about knowing what a person likes. And I will say that the entire time that we were married, our house was always filled with flowers no matter what. Didn't matter if things were going well or not. He has never failed. So there's that. So I know that (laughs) I haven't been on here a lot. And I haven't really explained what's been going on because I don't like to tell you things until I can process them because I I don't like half-baked thoughts, you know? Like if there's nothing to learn from it, what's the point, you know? And the reason I haven't been able to process anything is because it was still happening. And the reason I couldn't talk about what was happening was because I think on a very deep level, I knew the whole time that it shouldn't be happening. I mean, RevFam has been telling me in your own way through your dreams for months now that what I'm doing is not the move. But, okay, let's just start at the beginning. (laughs) I'm trying to find a way to like turn this into a teachable moment without telling you details, but like that's just not how we roll. And I and the RevFam were personally insulted today and I'm just, it's enough. So now I'm just gonna tell you everything. All right, so here we go. So about 12, 13 years ago, this guy reached out to me on, uh, I suppose at the time it was Facebook or, yeah, it was Facebook. And uh, he, you know, was like, hey, I'm so-and-so and uh yeah, I'm Indian, and uh, I know I don't look Indian, yada, yada, yada. You know, there's always, like, those among us who can pass for the whites. And uh, they're always real proud of that. I mean, we don't do it as much as other cultures do it, because we can't. But there are lots of other cultures that do it way, way, way more. But, you know, like, just, I'm, I'm going to collectively say, all of us, all the cultures that do it, uh, we know people like this, Right? So it's, you know, it started off a little like, what? Um, but, but I am, and I'm an athlete, and this and that, and I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, if you are who you're saying you are, you wouldn't be on here randomly just, like, hitting up girls. So just, yeah, you know, two thumbs up for being a creep, and let's just keep it moving. And as you can tell from the timeline, you know, I had just gotten married, was having a baby. Like, this is not the time, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't ever really into Facebook like that anyway. So I never even thought about it as a place to meet people. 
You know, I've never been into the online dating thing. I don't know why. It just, there's just something about it that creeps me. So even if it's done through other platforms, it still creeps me. I don't know why. I just, I just have to feel something. And I, for some reason, cannot feel anything through tech. I just don't. You know, it doesn't matter how fly you look in your photos. It doesn't matter how cool you come across on the FaceTime, you know, or whatever. (laughs) I just don't like it. Like, I need to smell you, you know? Like, I need to see, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I need to see you in the context of a real environment. How are people looking at you? How do you look at people? How do you stand? How do you walk? How do you... You know, do you do you stand on the edges of your feet? You know, stupid shit like that. Like, what's going on with your shoes? What's going on with the cuffs of your shirt? Like, ah, let's not even get into the collar. You know what I mean? Like, just just stuff, just stuff. I just want to know, does your hair look greasy or does it have a lot of gel in it? Or what, what do you, you know, like, I just want to know. I just need to know these things. So... It didn't even occur to me at the time. I was just like, okay, you know, whatever, like added me as a friend. I was like, all right, I'll add you back. I don't think I ever, even to this day, has ever have ever looked at his profile. I, it was just like his profile picture would sometimes pop up when he liked a photo. And that was it. That was the extent of our contact with each other. Cool. Years and years go by. One time he hit me up and said he wanted to talk to who is now my ex-husband, about a business deal. And I was like, okay, random, but sure, you know. So I tell Jacob, I'm like, there's this random guy. He added me on Facebook years ago. He wants to talk to you about some sort of a business deal. So I'm going to put you guys in touch. I'm going to give you his email or he's good. I'm going to give him your email and you guys can do whatever it is that, you know, whatever you can connect. Well, I never heard anything about that particular deal ever again, so I just left it alone. It's none of my business anyway. A few years after that, randomly, this guy calls me on the phone. And it was through, I think, like, at, like it was at the time when Facebook had moved on to being more of a mobile app. And everyone had iPhones and there was like a call feature and he had called me through the messenger feature or something. So he'd spoken once at that point. And that was right around when I was starting to, I don't want to say, it wasn't, I wasn't losing interest. I was, it was right around when I started to travel. Let's put it that way. Like I was married, I had a child, my child was small, but I was getting to the point just within myself where I was getting sick of myself. There's like this point you reach after you have a baby, uh, probably around like when the kid's like three or four, eh, two or three even, somewhere in there, between two and four, where the mom starts to feel like, what am I even, you know, for a year I was just this like oven and then for a year after that, I was just like a nursery and it just, and I breastfed my child for a long time until like three and a half. So, you know, I just, I was tired. I was tired. 
And I think I was kind of sick of myself, you know. So I started to travel. The first place I went was Istanbul to see a very good friend of mine. I was there for like 12 days or something. It was lovely. So I just, I started to be away. You know, I started to travel more. I started to, I was just in a weird space. I started to hoe out a little bit, TBH. What? I'm telling you. (laughs) I was trying to find ways not to say it that way, but that's absolutely what was going on. So yada, like emotional hoeing out. You know what I mean? Like I'd be doing this like emotional, like, kill him with the kill him with the game thing i will get to it so that was going on and right i had gone to copenhagen god that city i'd gone to copenhagen and spent the night at a friend's house before going on to istanbul the next day boom that day while i was in copenhagen before i left for istanbul this guy had called me out of the blue and just been like, yo, what's up? And I was just like, hey, you know, and we had a phone conversation. It was super funny. He was very charming, uh, very funny, very Punjabi, just like, you know, we, we got along. We got along great, actually, for that half an hour conversation or whatever, to the point where the Danish guy whose head I was kind of fucking with in Copenhagen was like super jealous and was like, who is this guy? And how do you know him? And, you know, are you, are you like, are you talking to him, talking to him? And I was like, no, this is some random guy that added me on Facebook years ago. Like, no. Cool. So don't speak to him again for years. Don't hear from him really, except for every now and then he would send me like songs on Snapchat, like, Bollywood songs, like videos of him driving and shit and Bollywood songs. Guys doing the Snapchat videos of them driving, just, okay, we'll get into it. Well, okay, okay, okay. Put put a pin in that one too. Okay, boom. Obviously, I have a lot to talk about. I haven't haven't really been able to talk to you guys Ah, since like September. It's been difficult. It's been difficult. (sighs) So, fine, that happens, and, you know, I, I gotta tell you, I didn't really believe that the person I was talking to was the person in the picture, because it didn't really match up to me. Like, if you look like the person in the picture that you are purporting to be, why do you need to randomly call people, like, that you met off of Facebook that you ain't never known or met? Like, the person in the picture is fly as fuck. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't have a problem. You you shouldn't even have time to be talking to someone like me that you don't even know. But okay, so I just assumed that this person was like a huge catfish. Like, they were just using somebody's photo and like they were just some like random Indian dude like in India somewhere or in the UK somewhere who definitely didn't look like the guy in the picture and was just like catfishing girls left and right you know that's honestly that's what I thought so like cool some like catfishy dude sends me like Bollywood songs once in a while dope good for him like let's just you know let's keep it there it is what it is it's just this like we have all kinds of weird random relationships on the internet with people right like some people send you videos every day telling you you're beautiful some people like there's all kinds of shit that happens right fine cool 
So he was just one of those like rando weird things that the internet had brought into my life, but it was like way, way, way in the background somewhere. Cool. Uh, There was a lot of like messaging back and forth once WhatsApp became a thing of like, hey, are you going to come to London ever? Do you come to London? Is that a thing for you? And I was just like, no, not really. I ended up in London for a couple of days. He texted me a bunch and said, hey, are you here? Hey, did you come? Hey, are you here? And I just ignored the messages, stayed at a hotel, went home. That was a few years later. Then a few years after that, I came back to London, did a satsang. It was the first one that we had there. And he hit me up and was like, hey, are you here? Are you doing an event here? Didn't respond, didn't get back to him. Because I'm like, really, like literally you are a random person off the internet. Like I'm not trying to do this with you. Like just keep the mystery alive. You know what I'm saying? Like just keep your catfish photo that you ain't never changed. And I'll just remember you by this profile photo. And like, I'll, you'll just be this fond thing. You know, like, oh, there was this guy who used to pretend to be a hot guy and, and, and sometimes he sends me songs, boom. So after that thing where I had the satsang in London and I didn't hit him up and I didn't respond to his messages, he went dark. I didn't hear anything from him. He, his Snapchat disappeared, his Instagram disappeared, everything. And I was just like, I mean, I honestly didn't notice because like, why would I notice? Like, I'm not checking for you. I never notice. Until like a year later when he was like, hey, I'm back. And I was like, back from where? And he was like, didn't you notice I was gone? And I was like, no, where'd you go? And he was like, oh, nothing, never mind. Cool. So then the next satsang comes up. And this brings us up to September. The next satsang, satsang comes up. I'm in London. I'm staying at the Shard. I'm actually on a live talking to you guys. And he messages me and is like, hey, you have an event tonight. I saw and I know where it is. And I was like, oh, my God, fuck. And I had made like, uh, I want to say I made that tentative plan of like, I think a week before he was like, hey, I think I saw that you're coming to London. And that week was the week that there had been a little bit of friction uh, between me and the Sagittarius that I was seeing at the time. And by friction, I think I just mean that I wanted things my way and I wasn't getting quite what I wanted. And this is my toxic trait. If I have a toxic trait, no, not if, I definitely do. My toxic trait is that... Well, I know exactly how to put it. I was just going to say, how do I put this? I know exactly what it is. My toxic train is that if I don't get what I want from a man, I'll just find another man to give it to me. Ah, that sounds so bad. Ah. It's so true, though. It's so true. Like, my loyalty is definitely dependent on you fulfilling my needs. Like, I don't, I don't, not that I don't believe, but I can't be loyal to someone who is neglecting me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really have never thought this out or said it out loud before. So... 
<laughs> but it's absolutely true. It's honor. My computer is like staring at me. It's open. I hate when my computer is just sitting there open. It's like, what? let's make it easier for the feds. Um, like, are you enjoying the show? Um, yeah. Okay. Let's not deflect. Let's get back. Okay. So that's it. That's my toxic trait. A hundred percent. We could, I could tell you story after story after story about that. My toxic trait is that if I don't get what I need, let's amend that, what I want from a man, I just find another man to give it to me. (laughs) Oh my God. This is making me feel so much better, by the way. Thank you for listening to me because this is really helping. Okay, so there was a slight, very slight bit of friction in the relationship I was in. And I say that only because I think it's really important at some point somewhere and why not now to just, you know, highlight the fact that my relationship with the Sagittarius was sublime. I mean, he's smart, he's successful, he's insightful, he's sensitive, he's like, he's just, he's just a great guy, just a great guy. So here I am, uh, we had talked about, I had had a crazy idea, let's put it this way, to kind of accelerate our relationship very, 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 way too quickly. And he had voiced some reservation, like, mm, maybe that's not like exactly the right move, like we're moving a little faster than we should. And that had turned into a bit of resentment on my end because see earlier admission. Um, And that had led me into a kind of weird space. You know, there had been a few like missed phone calls, like, okay, it extends a lot further than if my needs aren't met, if my wants aren't met. If I like call you and you don't pick up, if I message you and you don't check the message, if you if you if you make me feel like I'm not the most important thing in your life, I'll just replace you. Oh, fuck, that's so bad. Okay, great. This is like giving me a lot of insight into what's been going on with me. <laughs> Uh, okay. So there had been, you know, and not because he had purposefully missed my calls, not because he had purposefully not checked the messages. He was just like busy, successful out there, like killing life, you know, and in a completely different country on the other side of the world with a huge time difference. And like, it, it was just a few days. It was just a few days of like, missed communication. The vibe was a little bit weird. I was a little bit off because I didn't get what I wanted. You know, if I suggest something to a man, the only answer I want to hear from you is that's a great idea, baby. Um, that, and that literally is exactly what both the people I've been married to for X amount of years did. It was like the whole way through for 10 years. Brad was like, that is a great idea, baby. Jacob too. He's like, always like, yeah, that's, that's a great idea, you know? So in that little bit of, you know, in that week, 
where I wasn't quite getting what I wanted. Listen, I'm admitting to this. Like I am I am the one saying like I am I am a toxic person when it comes to male relationships. Boom. So, how many times am I going to say boom? How many times? How many times? Can you see how much I've had to get off my chest? Fuck. All right. So, in that week, I made a toxic plan. You know, this guy had hit me up and been like, hey, you've come to London all these times. You never see me. Like, this time, we're going to make it happen. And I was like, I, this guy really wants to destroy the mystery. This guy really wants to destroy the mystery. Like, you can't just pretend that that profile photo is you. You can't just pretend. You got to, like, show up in real life and fuck shit up. Fine. Let's fucking do it. And plus, like, it's a guy, right? So, like... Let's use him for his parts. It, not, not like sexually, Jesus Christ. Not like that. But like, you know, like let's use it for the attention. Like I'm feeling like a ways. Fine. Come on. Sure. Yeah, sure. You know, click, 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 click. Yeah, sure. We can meet up. The day of the satsang, I'm on the live and he texts and he's like, okay, so we're meeting up because today's the day and blah, blah. And I'm on the live and I'm like, oh, fuck. Because now me and the sad are fine. We've had the talk through. I sent him a WhatsApp message and then I deleted it. And that's always my sign. That's always like my, that's blood in the water. If I send you a WhatsApp message and then I delete it before you read it and you don't call me immediately and say, what's going on? Are you okay? Why did you delete the message? I'm probably not going to talk to you again. So I had sent a message waited like two minutes he didn't check it and I deleted it and I was like fuck this and he called me the sag the sag and he called me right away and was like yo 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 why are you deleting shit off my whatsapp he's from the bay why are you deleting shit off my whatsapp and I was like oh my god hi and we had had like a pretty candid like open conversation which is usually very difficult for me very easy with him um about just how I was feeling and 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 like where I felt we were and he was just like no like none of that is true like I'm busy that's all that's going on like we're cool like we're really good so but but here I am I've made you know this fucking plan to fucking meet this guy and then I'm like you know what it doesn't fucking matter because he's gonna show up and look nothing like what the fuck and like it doesn't even fucking matter like I'm dating someone we're good I don't need this extra attention like I'm just gonna blow this guy off whatever so the satsang happens. We end up across the street at a bar. We're fucking chilling. We're having a great fucking time. We're drinking. We're dancing. We're doing all types of shit. We take over the back room. The speakers are blowing out like boom, boom, boom. And then this dude shows up. Actually, before he showed up, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to come over now. And I was like, eh, no, it's late. I'm tired. I don't really feel like doing this. I have a headache, yada, yada, yada. And he was like, okay, well, I'm already on the way. And I was like, well, I think you should turn around and go back. And he was like, well, I'm very close by. And I was like, yeah, I think you should turn around and go back. And he was like, okay, well, I'm walking into the pub. And I was like, oh, fuck. So in walks the profile picture. And I'm like, oh. This dude is fly. Like, wait a minute. So, okay, disclaimer, it was dim. It was dim. I had been drinking and not just drinking. I had been drinking like when the Rev fam wants you to smoke or the Rev fam wants you to drink, it goes to another level. Like I just posted something on Instagram from the hot box in Toronto 
That night we smoke, I don't know fucking how many blunts, like 20 blunts. RevFam Oakland, when we're in Oakland, shout out Rita. Yo, we smoke fucking, I think like 14, 15 blunts that night. Like when certain, when RevFam gets together, the consumption is very high. So I I hadn't just been drinking. I had been drinking with the Rev fam who's from London. So it's like UK drinking, drinking. Okay, so so good. So it's dim. I've been drinking, drinking. Like so, I'm drunk as fuck. Actually, we've been smoking like fucking crazy. Like so, I'm zooted. I'm drunk. I'm all these things, and in walks like a tall, light skinned straight nose, big eyes guy. And I'm like, ah, this dude's kind of fly. Cool. Boom. So he comes in and sits down and he's like, wow, finally. And I was like, wow, you're not a catfish. That's amazing. Like who would have thunk that you're actually the guy? Now, immediately my brain should have jumped to, wait, why are you here? Like, if this is what you look like and, and you were an athlete for however long and blah, 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 why are you here? Like, what are you doing here? But okay, I didn't ask. So fine. So we're there and uh, Lola's there with me and Lola's like, yo, you know, nothing's open right now to go eat. He's like, have you eaten? I said, no. Lola said, there's nowhere to go eat. He said, I know some places where we could go. So he takes us. We get in his car and he takes us. I know, I know, I know, I know. I can hear all of you right now. You got in his car. Okay, one, technically I've known him for like 12 years at this point. Two, it's the UK. I don't really think anything that bad is gonna happen because it's fucking, that I'm being ignorant, but I'm just telling you what I was thinking at the time. Three, he's fly. So I'm like, eh. Four, Lola's there with me. He seemed decent enough. Like, he didn't seem like a fucking murderer. But then again, murderers are always decent. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So we go. Now, I didn't notice, and I should have, okay? I should have noticed that when he came to the bar, he didn't take his jacket off. Even though it was hella fucking hot in there. But we didn't stay that long. We had a drink and we left. So, and then I... Obviously, he didn't take his jacket off in the car, which was also kind of strange to me, but okay, fine, whatever. Like, we're in the car. You know, it's cold. It's September. Then we go to the restaurant. We order, or he ordered, actually. <laughs> um, and he doesn't take his jacket off. And I'm, then I noticed. Then I noticed. Because I was like, who doesn't take their jacket off while they're eating? Like, it's like a tight leather jacket. Like, that's uncomfortable. You know, you can barely move in that thing and, and you got to eat. And it's just, it, it was confusing to me, to say the least. But I was just like, whatever. Maybe this is like a hot boy thing. Maybe this is a brown guy thing. Maybe this is a UK brown guy thing. Who fucking knows, bro? Um, so I'm, so we're eating And I have this like pang of, I guess you could call it guilt, although I'm not really familiar with that emotion uh, of like, you know, I should hit up the Sag and just be like, you know, and I I missed him. I missed him. So I texted him and was like, yo, I wish you were here. We're at this place with this guy I know and Lola and we're just having some food and I'll text you when I get back to the hotel. So I see the guy looking over at me while I'm WhatsApping, dude. 
And I notice that he's like, like he's reading over my shoulder basically. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, so he's, maybe he's like kind of interested in me or something. Cool. Whatever. We get back in the car. We drop Lola. He's going to drop me. But instead of dropping me, he takes me to go see London Bridge, which I really wanted to see. And I thought that was very sweet. And then he's supposed to drop me at the Shard. So here we are driving around, driving around. And he's like, I can't find the road that takes us to the Shard. And I'm like, well, maybe it's like you have to walk there. Maybe you could just drop me on the corner. Maybe you could just, you know, now it's like 1230. Then it's 1245. Then it's 1 a.m. And I'm starting to get anxious and 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 I feel so bad for him and he's got to go to work in the morning and here's this guy trying to just take me to my hotel and I'm like listen I'll just walk I'll get an uber let's stop and get directions let's you know let me use my navigation he's like oh I'm using the navigation it's just not telling me the right way and I'm just like getting more and more upset and I feel guilty and embarrassed and you know and and finally I was just like listen you just need to let me out of the-. and we kept driving by this one road and he's like see I can't go down that road and that's the road that would take you to the shard and I'm like ah so I'm I'm like just oh god I was just feeling so terrible about the whole thing that I was like yo dude just let me out just let me out and I'll just walk it's right there you said right so so just let me out on this corner and I'll walk there it's no problem like I got sneakers on you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I was wearing like a dress or heels or whatever. Like, I got sneakers on. Like, I'll be fine. It's, it's a block, you know? And he's like, I know the way to the shard. I just wanted to keep you in the car a little bit longer. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of sweet, you know? So it should have been a red flag. I hear you. I hear all of you. I hear you collectively being like, Umber, okay, I... Yeah, because he was cute. And, you know, like, there was all this, like, he kept putting on all this different Punjabi music and, like, really, like, laying it on. Really fucking laying it on, you know? So, uh, I, we go to the shard. I get out. I give him a hug. And, yeah, I go upstairs. Go upstairs. Talk to the Sag. Go to bed. Um, next morning, I didn't feel so good, was a bit hungover, kind of felt pretty bad, actually. And this dude, the London dude, had told me to take my food home because I hadn't really eaten any of it. So we woke up the next morning, had the food and was like, yo, this is bomb, you know, like, cool. Like, thank you for like making me take the food home. Good move. You know, like feeling good, feeling great. Cool. So, come back to Denmark a few, I think it was like a week later, left for New York, get back to New York, supposed to meet up with the Sag, the Sag is going to come to New York and and see me, we're going to be together, we're going to stay at my place, it's going to be beautiful, it's going to be wonderful. Except here I am with all these fucking Punjabi songs in my head and this guy and his, like, just what I, uh, right? So I can't get it out of my head. It's driving me fucking nuts. I, I didn't know what to do. I, listen, 
up until like a few years ago, it wouldn't have been a problem because I was like very not opposed to cheating. I'm just going to be really honest. Like it wasn't like a big deal to me. Like whatever. If you like someone like fuck them, whatever. Like just, uh, but you know, like since the revolution, since the rep fam, since like, you know, Bob is getting older, like everything. Like, I just don't want to be that person anymore. I just don't. So I didn't want to cheat. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to even mentally cheat. I didn't want to emotionally cheat. I, I, I just didn't want to. Yeah, I just didn't want to. So here we are. Saj comes to New York. Beautiful. Uh, my friends were a bit apprehensive about the Saj as well. Like, you don't really know him. This is the first time you're meeting him, but you guys have been like dating over the phone for how long now? Like, what are you doing? Like, we don't trust this. This is not safe. Like, there was a lot going on. I was doing, I was making all kinds of fucking dumbass moves, if you really want to know. So, you know, my friends were kind of vetoing shit left and right. Let's just put it like that. Like, my friends were like, no, 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 no. Like, what are you doing? And I was just like, no, it's romantic, whatever. And they were like, no, it's not. This is dumb. This is dumb. I was like, okay, you're right. So at the same time, simultaneously, a bunch of family shit goes down that I had no control over. It was completely, it had nothing to do with me. But because, you know, like we all kind of live on top of each other, it kind of had everything to do with me. So my house, right when the Sag got to my place, became like ground zero for everything that was popping off in my family so cool so I kind of buckle under the pressure of all of this and I've got this fucking guy in my head right and he would send me these like late night early morning messages like wow I just got a really incredible wave of energy about you shit like that where I was like what but like at the same time intrigued like what cool. So I just gave in to all of this different kind of pressure and was like, yo, Sag, like I can't do this right now. Like things have been beautiful. Things like I love talking to you more than I love talking to almost anybody. We have such a great connection. You're such a good person. Like, but I just can't, like, I, I, I just can't do this right now. He was so cool about it so understanding, so classy, just like, all right, peace. Like, I got you. I'm leaving. (sighs) I felt terrible, but there was nothing to be done. Like, I just couldn't take, you know, I just couldn't take like everything happening at once. Like, it was just a lot. It was too much for me. Cool. So I also have, okay, here's one of my other toxic traits. (laughs) My other toxic trait is that I, if I like someone, I think I love them. Bro, it's, oh my God, it's so bad. It's so bad because like most of the time, like, but see also like what is love? Because it's really easy for me to define that when it comes to like girls, 
when it comes to my friends, when it comes to children, when it comes to animals. Like, it's very easy. Like, love is so easy to develop. Like, I know what that is. It's a feeling, and, and I know that feeling, and cool. But romantic, heterosexual love? I don't think I know what that is. I think that when I start to like someone a lot, and like I miss them if they don't call me, and like I like to sleep with them, that that makes me feel like I'm like I think I define that as love but I'm beginning to think that that might not be love (laughs) is that bad I don't know okay so so here I am you know in this like situation so I'm like okay dude like I can't really do this I need space or like, I, I, I don't want to be in a relationship. Like, I don't think we should see each other. Like, I was just like, no, no. And then I, okay. So before I left London, this is the thing that got me before I left London, we were like driving around in the car. And then finally I was like, let me out. When we pulled up to the shard, he was like, Hey, just wait a second. I just want to tell you something. And I was like, okay. And he was like, you solve everybody else's problems. And I was like, okay. Well, I don't think I do, but okay. And he was like, if you ever need someone to listen to your problems, or if you have a problem, will you promise me that you will that you'll message me, that you'll call me? And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Like, thank you. Yeah, okay. And he was like, I can be your shield. Like I can stand between you and the world. And I was like, okay, that's hella romantic. Like, okay, that's really sweet. Thanks, dude. Like, you know, like, wow. You know, like it got to me. I'm not going to lie. It got to me. Gemini. He's a Gemini. If you're wondering, if you've been wondering this whole time, like, bitch, tell us the sign. He's a Gemini. Um, so, that, so that got to me. So here I am. All this stuff is like falling down all around me. And this like relationship is there. And this guy is here from a different country. And he's in the house. And all my friends are there going, what the fuck are you doing? Are you fucking crazy? And I'm kind of going, what the fuck am I doing? Am I fucking crazy? My fucking family's having a fucking meltdown. Again, that has nothing to do with me. But it's going down in my fucking house. I've got all my friends over. Like it's a fucking sleep, like a slumber party that lasted six days. I don't know what the fuck is going on. In the middle of all this, I'm like, I can't handle this. I'm going to call dude in London. Of course, of course, of course, right? (laughs) So my other toxic trait is... (laughs) Oh my God. You know this fucking podcast. You know this episode is called Toxic Trait, right? So my other toxic trait is that... If if I want to talk to a guy, I will definitely, definitely find a reason. Like, I'll at the time think that I'm not doing it for that reason. Like, in the moment, I'm like, no, but he said if I had a problem, I couldn't solve. I should, but like later, I'll know that that's not why I did it, right? 
So I called him and I was like, remember how you said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, there's all this stuff going on in my family and there's all this stuff going on like with my life. And, and then there's this guy that I was seeing and now he's here and it's like all too much for me and I don't know what to do. And dude from London was like, well, just ask him to leave. And I was like, what? And he was like, just ask him to leave. Like, do it right away. Call me after you do it. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And he was like, yeah, go do it now. And I was like, okay. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that seems easy enough. Like, is that the solution to all this? And he was like, yeah, it'll just make everything easier. You should just go do that. I was like, okay. Let, yeah, okay, I'll do that. So I did it. Saj is super cool. He's like, yeah, no problem. Like, I can see that your life is a bit hectic and your friends are fucking like camping out and your family's here and there's all this shit going on. Like, I got it. Like, it's one person too many. Like, I'm out. Cool. Peace. Not angry, never rude, never disrespectful, just like a fucking chill ass good dude, right? Cool. So here I am. This happens. He leaves. I call dude in London. I'm like, okay, so I did it. And he's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I think I feel better. And he's like, okay. And he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. And I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. All right. You can call me tomorrow. And then he called me tomorrow. And then he called me the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And before you know it, it's like been six months. And we're talking every day. And he's calling me his girlfriend. And I'm like telling people I'm dating this guy in the UK. And we're like video chatting. And he's like sending me workouts. Like, hey, you should do this workout. Or hey, have you ever tried doing this kind of workout? Or hey, you should do this. He's sending me pictures of himself from the gym. Always sitting down. He's sending me, that will make sense later. He's sending me all these different workouts. He's sending me songs. He's, you know, we're on the phone for like three or four hours at a time. He's like, it's just like full on, full on. Cool. Then Jamaica happens. So I got the tickets for Jamaica. I, you know, to be perfectly honest, I might have backed out of Jamaica because I had an inkling that he wasn't going to like it. But Sandy bought her tickets before she told me. She bought the tickets and said, okay, I bought my tickets for Jamaica. So everybody get on board and get your fucking tickets. And I was like, oops. So I bought my ticket and then I told him after and was like, Sandy bought her ticket. So I bought my ticket. So we're booked and we're going in February like we do all the time, like we do every year and like it's done. And I knew from his response that he didn't like it, but I had no idea how he was actually going to react because I could have never imagined that anyone would react this way. So things start to get weird. He's calling me just as much, 
but his Instagram activity is starting to change. He's just liking all these random girls' photos. He's, every time I talk to him, there's like this edge where like, no matter what I say, it gets turned into like, why are you doing this? Or why did you do this? Or, and I'm noticing how like this dynamic is starting to turn on me. There's no more workouts. There's no more songs. There's no more, uh, you know, little name nicknames or like, it's just like criticism, 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 yelling at me, yelling at me. And I'm just like, like what's going on like are you all right like is something wrong at home or you know you seem mad tense mad stressed it seemed to me like he it was like unconscious like he wasn't trying to be that way it was just like coming out of him so I was trying to be really understanding then Jamaica happens we get to Jamaica and every time I talk to him it's like he can't be bothered no matter what I send him, he's not responding. No matter what I post, he's not liking it. No matter, like, it's just like it got worse and worse and worse. It was just neglectful, 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 neglectful. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, is this my imagination? And then I'm doing shrooms, right? So I can't keep it to myself. So I'm like actually asking him, like after the first few days, I just started asking him outright, like, yo, what's up? Are you doing this on purpose or what's going on with you? And and who's this bitch and who's that bitch and who are you following? What the fuck is up here? Like, what are you doing? As someone that you met on the fucking internet, I'm asking you who these other bitches are that you are fucking meeting on the internet while you're fucking dating me. Like, what the fuck is going on here? So, yeah, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's all in your imagination. Why are you being weird? Why are you being bizarre? Why are you being weird? And I'm like, I'm not being weird. Like, I'm on mushrooms. I can see right through what the fuck you're doing. Like, tell me what the fuck is going on. I'm not being weird. I'm not being weird. I'm not being weird. So that brings us to March when I'm supposed to go to London and see him. Okay, so then I get there. The week before I get there, he's so fucking mean to me that I could hardly believe it. Me and Carolina just looking at each other every day like, what the fuck has happened? What has happened? We can't figure it out. We're asking him. Nothing. Everything's fine. What do you mean what's happened? Everything is fine. Everything. You're going to be here in a week. Then he's still on Instagram liking every girl's photos, isn't liking anything of mine, commenting on every bitch's photos, isn't commenting on anything of mine. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Bombs, hearts, butterflies, shooting stars. You fucking name it. This motherfucker doing it. Okay? I'm a whole mess at this point. I'm like, what happened? You picked me up and put me somewhere I didn't want to be. I don't need all this Punjabi romance shit from nobody. You put me there and now you kick me off that pedestal. And I don't even know what the fuck happened. If you would just tell me, I would just get up and walk away. But you acting like nothing's going on. So you making me feel crazy. Okay, cool. The night before I get to London, he's like, I don't even know why we've been talking the way we've been talking. I don't even know why, like we think that we're in love with each other. I don't even know why. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you even? Like, what? can you just fucking come out and say whatever the fuck you got? Like, just tell me what the fuck is going on. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Everything's fine. We're going to see each other tomorrow. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. You've been ruining it for fucking,
fucking months, yo. What the fuck is up? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'll see you tomorrow. The next day, I get there. You think this motherfucker came to pick me up at the airport? No. You think that he came over to see me? No. This motherfucker don't show up till 11 o'clock at night. I, red flag, listen, I hear you yelling. I hear you yelling at your car stereo. I hear you yelling at your fucking phone right now. I hear you yelling into the void. Umber, I know. So I'm, so he shows up and I'm like, what's up? Like, hi, like, are we all right? And he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. So, okay. So he gets to the hotel. I'm staying at the Goring. He gets to the hotel. He doesn't come inside. He doesn't come inside. He doesn't come inside. He's waiting out in the car. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, after being married to the whites, there's several things that I just cannot get used to because the whites are very polite. They're very mannerful. They're like, especially the ones that I've been married to. They're very, they're gentlemen. This motherfucker didn't get out the car. But now I understand why. Because I don't think that he could go into the goring. Okay, cool. So I go outside. I'm, I'm surprised he got out of the car to give me a hug, frankly. He gets out of the car to give me a hug. And I realize something. You ready for this? Are you ready though? No, are you ready though? He gets out of the car and I, instead of, so when I had hugged him in London, I had kind of jumped up and put my arms around his neck. He's tall. Uh, so I could hug him. That's the only physical contact I had had with him, right? So now this time when I see him is different, you know, because like we've been talking all this time, like it's more intimate for me. So I wanted to like, you know, hug him, like squeeze him. So I put my arms around his middle, you know, to just be like, ah, hi. And I I couldn't like close my arms. Like I couldn't meet my hands. And I was like, okay. There was a, there was like a siren that was starting to go off in some part of my head, but I just ignored it. I was just like, okay, 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 hi, hi. And when I had put my arms around his middle, he had kind of flinched on me. And I, I was just oblivious to the, I, I just didn't understand what was going on. Because this is someone who's been sending me workout after workout after workout for months, right? I'm in like the shape of my fucking life because this motherfucker's got me doing like fucking... 60 burpees at a time, 100, 300 squats, like crazy shit, right? So my body is sick. He's sending me pictures of himself from the fucking gym every day. So I'm assuming that like I'm getting my body right, which in and of itself is very insulting, but we'll get to that. Because this motherfucker's got like, you know, abs of steel or some shit. Like this motherfucker's in the gym all the time, right? Okay, cool. So when I show up and I put my arms around him, I was like, some one of these things doesn't fit with the other. Drink something, please. Please, God, for the love of God, drink something. Preferably whiskey. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. I shouldn't say that, especially not in Ramadan. But damn. 
I was, I was surprised. I was surprised. I was, I was, you know, I was whatever I was. Th- that, that alarm bell somewhere in my head is going, boo, woo, woo, woo. It was more like a siren. Yes. It was more like a fucking ambulance. I, woo, woo, like umber, umber, something's wrong here. Okay. So we get in the car. We get in the car and his Bluetooth doesn't connect. Right? So I'm like, what? Like, whose car is this? But I didn't want to say because it wasn't the car that I had been in the last time with them, which is fine. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, I love a Maserati. I like Maseratis, but I don't need you to have a Maserati. Like, it's not that. So it wasn't that. It was just like, whose car is this? And why doesn't your Bluetooth connect? And it's already like, what's happening here? Like, why is this already so different from what I thought I had seen in September? But okay, cool. So then we're driving you know, what it's whatever is whatever. And he's like, why are you wearing ripped jeans? And I'm like, what? And he's like, there's a hole in your pants. And I'm like, yeah, you're like five years younger than me. Like, you don't know that ripped clothes is like a thing. And he's like, yeah, I'm just saying like, we're going out to eat. Like, why are you wearing ripped jeans? And I'm like, we're going to a local spot that like cabbies go to. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, what? Why can't? And plus, this is like the like not to be that girl, but like these are YSL. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't fucking like shame my shit. <laughs> but okay, so we go and. He's playing techno music the whole time. And like, I'm I'm trying to ignore all of these flags now, okay? I'm trying to ignore every single fucking one of these fucking flags, okay? But it's so difficult, bro, because they're just like the flags are... The, the flags are basically suffocating me at this point. The whole fucking car is just full of fucking red flags going umber, umber, umber. And I'm like, yes, okay, okay, I hear you, but like, let's ride this fucker, you know, let's just ride this fucker out. Okay. So we go to the restaurant and I'll say it the way Lola said it. Lola said the place we went is like a place you go on a Tuesday night with a friend. Cool. That's fine. It's whatever's whatever. We went there. The food was decent. Whatever's whatever. He orders raw onions. Then he orders more. Cool. That's fine. I'm just going to sit over here and have my meal in my YSL outfit. And just like, just like, you know, this isn't happening. You know, when you go into that phase, like as a woman where you're just like, this isn't happening. This isn't. And you just like go into your own world. I was there. So I'm just watching him basically at this point eat, right? And I'm noticing things that I didn't see in September. Like there's a lack of a neck, like complete lack of a neck. Okay, cool. That's fine. There's not much evidence of like a gym goer. Okay, there's mass. There's a lot of mass. <laughs> there's a lot of mass, but it's in the wrong places. It's it's all just a bit confusing, right? 
cool. So that, that, okay, so then we go, so then we leave. Okay, so we leave and I, maybe this is my fault. I mean, I have to take some accountability here. I feel like I've taken quite a lot, but when we got back to the Goring, I was like, okay, bye. And I just jumped out of the car and left. I didn't ask him to come in, didn't invite him up, didn't want to sit in the car, didn't give him time to kiss me, didn't do anything. I was just like, yo, I got to go. Because I, it was all too jarring for me at that point. Like, what the fuck is even fucking happening, right? Okay. So the next day, I don't hear from him all day. He has the day off. He doesn't text me. He doesn't call me. Don't hear from him at all. That night I hear from him only for him to tell me that he's tired. Oh, 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 wait, oh, wait. I forgot the best part of this whole thing. When we're walking to the restaurant that night after we parked the car, I tried to take his arm and he jerked his arm away from me. We left the restaurant and I tried to take his arm and he jerked his arm away from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happened. Okay, cool. So the next night I don't hear from him until late and it's only to tell me that he's very tired and that he doesn't want to come out tonight. So we'll just see each other tomorrow. I went out anyway. I went and saw my friends. Actually, one friend in particular, shout out Mata for showing me an amazing night. So I go to see Mata. We have a great time. Uh, She's DJing. It's super fun. And, and the next night <clears throat> is the satsang. So if you were on the Instagram live and you happened to catch the London satsang, you caught uh, me and the Rev fam talking about how the night before I had gone out on a, what I thought was a date with my boyfriend, uh, but he didn't want me to hold his arm mind you it was dark it was raining and I was wearing like five inch heels that's cool mm-hmm 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 so they're like what no and I'm like no yeah and they're like what no and I'm like no yeah like something really weird is going on here like either this guy's married or he's got a girlfriend or like He's just, something really bizarre is happening, right? And all the girls are like, yeah, something really like creeps is happening here. Like, fuck this guy. He sounds like a fucking waste man. Okay. So I'm like, what's a waste man? All right. Because oh, what the fuck do I know? And they're like, oh, it's this type of guy, this type of guy, the guy who wears like coats, like jackets like this and guys who do, do shit like this and guys. And I'm like, you know, you, st- you know, like he's these qualities. Yeah. Like they're starting, starting to sound like a waste man. So I know that he's watching the satsang on the live because he would always pop up on all my lives. And he would always comment so I could like speak to him on the lives while you guys were on there. It's all about attention. I, I don't know why I didn't realize all this before. Dude, there were so many fucking red flags. Why did I never catch any of them? I don't even fucking know. Sometimes I wonder if 
my body is more attuned to astrology to the to, to, to what happens in the sky than I even realized it's like I knew Pluto retrograde was going to happen so I had to like basically create some toxic shit so there would be something to fall apart now you know what I mean like I, bro it's just a hypothesis okay so <sighs> After the satsang, we do what we do. We go to the pub across the street, just like we did last time. Same venue, same pub. We're doing the same shit we did last time. We drinking, we hanging out, we smoking, we doing the things, right? Boom. I'm like, this motherfucker already saw on the live that I mentioned that he didn't hold my arm and you guys all went crazy and that basically like this is not the dude for me. So he's not going to show up tonight. He, he doesn't have the guts to show up in front of like all these women who basically now know that he ain't shit. But this motherfucker shows up. This motherfucker shows up, but he also brings a friend. The friend that he bought with him is a dude who, how do I describe him? You know that song, the Scrub song, the TLC? Okay, let's leave it there. Cool. So him and the Scrub show up and they're sitting in the front of the pub. We're in the back. He texts me from the front of the bar. We're in the back by ourselves. There's nobody else back there except RevFam. It's just a bunch of girls. And we're like just hooting and hollering and drinking and laughing and dancing and just, you know, just making merry. Cool. He texts me from the front of the same bar. I'm talking 12, 13 steps away from where we are and says, we're here we're sitting in the front of the bar. Let me know when you're done. Let you know when I'm done. I'm already done. The event is over. We're just hanging out. So that's what I texted him. I said, the event is over. We're just hanging out. Just come in the back. Let me know when you're done with your people. We'll wait here. You'll wait here. Why? It's just, there's no guys back here. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a bunch of chicks. Like, come back here and say hello. No, we'll just wait here. <sighs> At this point, some of the Rev fam have already been to the front of the bar to pick up drinks. They've already noticed, shout out Dora. <laughs> They've already noticed that there's two people in this bar who just don't fit in at all. They're like total fucking creeps, right? So there's people coming to the back now saying to me, please don't tell me that the guy that you said wouldn't hold your arm, the guy you've been seeing is like a tall guy in a black coat. And I was like, oh no. And I'm like, why? Isn't he cute? I was like, because what I said was, it's the guy in the front of the bar who's really handsome. He's tall and handsome. So the people coming back, <laughs> the people coming back to me are like, yeah, no, there's a creepy dude in a coat up there with another creepy dude with some very questionable facial hair, but I don't see any tall, good looking dude just waiting on your ass up in the front of the bar. And I'm like, what? You know, but I'm also like, eh, you know, like there's standards that you have for good looking, for example, for like 
all other guys i'm just gonna be fucked up i'm just being honest it's not fucked up it's honest but like whatever you may think i'm being fucked up but like there's a different standard that you have for good looking for your own like race or whatever you see what i'm saying like you can't compare like what you would think is like a cute indian guy with like a cute danish guy you can't do that because it's a whole different kind of cute they're just different kinds of cute so i'm like okay well this is like you know like every culture is an acquired taste like cool you know what i mean like i know swedish girls who think that swedish guys look doofy as fuck but those same Swedish guys, like American girls would think they're gorgeous. Like, you know, like every culture has its like thing. So I'm like, okay, so like he's an Indian guy. Maybe you just don't think he's attractive, whatever. Like, I think he's very good looking. Even when he was being a dick to me that night, even when my arms wouldn't reach around his center, I was just like, he's still cute. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take that away from him. He's still cute. He's still tall. He's still cute. Whatever. He's being a fucking dickhead, but he's still cute. So these girls are coming back to me from the front of the bar and they're like, fam, there is no hot guy in the front. Like, let me assure you, there's no hot dude up there. I'm telling you, there's two creepster guys, one with this like Jafar mapping on his face and a lilac shirt. And the other dude is wearing a gigantic black puffer coat indoors and it's fucking hot as shit in here. So I'm like huh? So I'm thinking maybe it's, you know, not them. Maybe they're not here yet. Or maybe they're sitting in a different part of the bar. The bar is actually attached to a restaurant. I'm like, maybe they went in there to wait and have something to eat. You know, like, let me go check the situation out. I've already asked him to come back here like 12 fucking times over text. He won't move. So, okay, girls, let's just put on our coats and get the fuck out of here. The guy who runs the bar is like, yo, I got to close the bar. So, uh, you know, you don't have to leave, but you can't stay here. And we're like, okay, so we're just going to keep the party moving. We'll go somewhere else. So I walk up to the front of the bar. And sure enough, there is the rest of the pub, which is having a great time. There's all of us Rev Fam in the back. And then there's two guys in black coats sitting facing the wall not interacting with anyone and sticking out like sore thumbs. And I'm just like, okay. So I drag Lola over there with me and I basically throw Lola at dude. And I'm like, you remember Lola? Because I'm mad at him and I don't really want to talk to him. Listen, you took me out to dinner and you took me to some like neighborhood spot. You criticized my outfit. You didn't want me to hold your arm you didn't get in touch with me basically all the next day we were supposed to go out the next day at night you basically stood me up and now you're here won't come to the back of the bar and you brought this fucking dickhead friend with you so like no i don't really feel like coming over and saying hello to you i'm gonna start doing my passive aggressive shit now because now i'm pissed and this is the thing this has always been my saving grace it doesn't matter how i feel about you because my feelings will get me played don't don't fucking in any way think that I'm any different from any of y'all. My feelings will 100% play me. If I'm into you, you could get away with a lot. Except, 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 and thank God for it, I have a kill switch. The second I feel disrespected, the other twin comes out. The other twin don't give a fuck about nobody, including me. Including me. <laughs> 
That bitch don't care how I feel or what I want. She's only about the fucking respect. And if you're going to disrespect, then she going to disrespect you back so fucking hard that you really are going to wish that you never fucking met me. So cool. I didn't realize it myself that the switch had flipped. Honestly, I didn't. But I will say this. That bitch really comes out quick when the drinking be involved. Don't get me on a tequila. Listen, if you buy me a couple of tequila drinks, if you really want to see the other twin, if you ever like meet me out somewhere or you see me at a satsang and you're just curious, because the thing is, you won't believe it until you see it, but my entire appearance changes. My appearance changes. My posture changes. The way I talk changes. the way my eyes look change, like everything about me changes. So I didn't realize that the flip had, the switch had been flipped, but I had been drinking tequila all night, basically, right? So boom, we walk to the front of the bar to, to see what the fuck is up with these two dudes. And I didn't even realize it myself, but the fucking mean twin came out and the nice one was like, okay, bye. I'm not sticking around for this carnage. So here I am walking up to them and I'm not me anymore. I'm this other one. And the other one's just like, you shut the fuck up now. You've done more than enough fucking damage over the past six months. I've been dealing with this shit and saying fucking nothing because it was over the phone and it wasn't, you know, bad enough for me to come out of my face. But here we go. Now this motherfucker's doing this. No, you fucking go take a break. Go sit the fuck in a corner and cry if you fucking need to. But like now it's my turn. All right. So. This is where the story really gets entertaining. Okay, so walk to the front of the bar, see him, throw Lola at him like, yo, Lola, say hi to him. You remember him? You remember Lola, don't you? Go over to the friend. Hi, I'm Umber. What's your name? Oh, really? Oh, nice to meet you, scrub. Nice shirt. Okay, so we're all leaving. Grab the girls, go outside. They just stand in there outside like, what the fuck are these bitches doing? We fucking lighting joints and starting to walk. They start walking behind us. Does he ask me anything? No. Do I tell him anything? No. Why the fuck should I tell him anything? Why the fuck should I tell him anything? You can't walk 10 steps to the back to come get me, right? You don't have a face to come in front of these girls and say, uh, hi, I'm the guy she's dating or I'm the guy who wouldn't give her his arm or I'm no, no, no. Okay, cool. So we're walking. They decide that they're going to follow us without speaking to us, without walking with the group. They're going to walk 10 feet behind us like a bunch of fucking creeps. Okay. So they walking 10 feet behind us. This incenses me so much that at one point I turn around. There's like 20 of us walking down the street. At one point I turn around and I yell behind me. I said, y'all look like a, y'all look like pimps. All the girls start laughing. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to you and I, or, you know, if you're from a Western culture, it's, it's, it's almost like a term of endearment for like, you know, like, okay, 
if I go out with my friend Alex, with my best friend, and there's like five girls there, including his wife, if there's a bunch of girls there, we'll be like, Alex, he's such a pimp. Look at you surrounded by all these beautiful girls. You know what I mean? And he'll be like, uh, yeah, you know, like a guy does what he's got to do. You know, that's how he talks. You know, like it's not a big deal. So I didn't really think it was a big deal. But at the same time, let me also say that the other twin is mad nice with it because that's a cultural thing. You could say that to a Russian guy and he's going to be like, yeah, thanks, whatever. You could say that to an American guy and he'll be like, yeah, pimping, you know, like whatever. Yeah say that to a South Asian guy. (laughs) We don't have the same relationship with the word pimp that the West does. In, in, In our part of the world, in that part of the world, that that word is for sure got a pejorative connotation, right? It's very insulting. So I turn around and I say, Y'all look like y'all look like pimps. And all the girls <laughs> cackling, cackling, cackling. I saw the look on his face. I saw exactly how that landed. I saw exactly what the fuck was going on in his head. And I was surprised motherfuckers didn't turn around and walk away right then. I would have, but okay. So they follow us to the next place. Cool. They follow us to the next place. And we're standing outside. They're standing with us. One of the girls, Rev Fam, Scorpio, goes over to him and says, what the fuck are you guys doing standing here like a bunch of creeps? Are you a part of this group or are you just following us? It was actually a good question because most of the girls didn't know what the fuck was going on because he didn't introduce himself because he didn't say hi to nobody because he didn't come in the back and say anything. We just went outside. He came outside. We started walking. They started following us. So of course she thought he was a fucking creep. So she asked him. He turns and looks at me and I'm like, (sighs) so I say to the Scorpio, I'm like, come on, be nice. Like, don't, don't call him names. And she's like, well, what? She's not even trying to hear it. She really not trying to hear it. She's like, what are you then? What are you doing here then? Like, if you're, if you're a part of the group, then be a part of the group. (laughs) And so I say, he's the guy that I was talking about that wouldn't let me take his arm all the girls turn and look at him at once (gasps) what I say yeah so hey are you gonna apologize to me and to the ref fam for your behavior he looks at all of us and says never Okay, cool. So, shout out Fatima, Capricorn, London Rev Fam, Fox 10, turns to me, she's holding my arm at this point, turns to me and goes, what are we even talking about? What more is there to say? And I was like, I just, and I look back at him and I'm like, are you seriously not going to apologize? And he goes, no. And Fatima's even more worked up now. And she's like, what are we even, why are we out here? Why are we standing out here? What is there to talk about? So his friend goes to me. I've been talking to him about this all day. I've been trying to explain to him that he didn't do the right thing. And I said, you have? And what did he say? 
when you talk to him about to him about this all day. He said, well, he just keeps saying he didn't do anything wrong. I said, okay. So we went in the bar. We go in the bar. We're in the back of the bar, having a good time, getting drinks, dancing, taking photos. They are, once again, in the front of the bar. Perfect. After a few minutes, they tried to buy us a drink. Lola and I went and got the drinks. I said thank you to the friend, or I said thank you to the heir. I cheers the friend, and I walked back to the back. Lola, I guess, thanked both of them and walked to the back. I guess that must have been too much for him. He left. He left. He didn't say goodbye. He left. Cool. So in my eyes, it's over, right? You left? You left me here? You didn't say goodbye? Fuck you, motherfucker. That's it. We're done. As soon as I realized he left, I took out my phone. I blocked him everywhere. That's it. We're done. This is over. Fuck you. Get in the car. Go home. Cool. You know, go to the hotel. Boom. Cool. The next day, (laughs) I don't know why I did it. I honestly can't tell you why. The next day, I unblock on WhatsApp just to see if he's going to say anything. And boy, did he have a lot to say. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm forgetting the best part. Oh, my God. I'm forgetting the best. How could I forget? So I get home that night when he left. And I realize that I'm like the other twin is out. That's it. Like she's she's done. She's done. It's been six months. She's fucking done. She's been biting her tongue and letting me play this domesticated South Asian fucking farm animal role for God knows how long. She's fucking done, bro. She's like, fuck this motherfucker. Go on the live. Go on the live and say shit like, yo, there's a Virgo covered in tattoos that I'm about to fuck as soon as I get to Denmark. Boom. There's a tourist in Virginia that I'm about to fuck as soon as I get back to America. Boom. Yo, this other dude that I've been mad at This other Virgo that I've been mad at for about a year has been hitting me up, hitting me up, hitting me to the point where all his alerts are silenced. I don't pay this motherfucker no kind of mind because I fucking hate his guts right now. But like on the live, I was like, I'm gonna fuck that dude too. Give him a bit. Like I just was going off on the live, going off on the live. I'm talking about how. Okay, so then. One of the things that had happened when we were in our good phase, quote unquote, talking phase still, is that in the middle of the night one night, he texts me out of nowhere and he's like, I'm so high right now. And I was like, what? Like, this is the motherfucker who's always criticizing me smoking weed. This is the motherfucker always talking about how he never does anything wrong. And he said, he's this, he's that. And I'm like, I didn't say nothing about it. I didn't say nothing about it because the next text came in just a few minutes later and it was like, oh, so so sorry. I didn't mean to send that to you. And I was like, all right, whatever. (sighs) So the next day I had asked him, like, you go to these techno parties all the time. Last night you texted me that you were high. Like, what were you high on? Turns out this motherfucker does Molly. A lot of it. Okay, cool. So I get on the live that night after he left me, okay? And I'm like, 
This fucking meth head. Like, I said all kinds of shit. Yo, I'm telling you. The other twin was out. She doesn't play the games. She plays a game. She plays a game, but not these games. Okay? So I said a lot of things. And I meant a lot of things. And I meant all of the things. And I still have the recording from that live. And I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it after this podcast so y'all can revel in how I felt that night. <laughs> we have the evidence. Okay? It's, it's important to have the footages. So, boom. That happens. I'm on the live. I'm roasting this motherfucker left and right. There's, it's like no mercy. I'm saying all the things. Fuck this motherfucker. Like, it is what it is. All right. You left me. We're done. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you think about what I'm saying. And plus, I blocked you everywhere so you can't see shit. The next morning, I unblock him just to see if he's even going to have the decency to apologize, explain himself, finally tell me what the fuck has been going on for the past couple of months. Instead, he calls me and proceeds to tell me that his little friend with the mapping and the lilac shirt that looks like a fucking overgrown baby. I've like It's rare that you meet someone who's so physically bad looking. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This motherfucker, the friend, the scrub, hanging out the passenger side, yes, the scrub had called him, wait a minute, wait a minute, the scrub had called him on the phone and said, yo, Umber is roasting you on her live right now. He tries to go on the live, but this motherfucker blocked, okay? So you know what his friend did? Listen to the bitch assness, listen to the level of bitch assness, just listen, his friend got on his work phone, FaceTime him from the work phone, and then had the FaceTime held up to the live on his other phone so motherfucker could watch. Just let that sink. J- Listen, when I tell you that these motherfuckers are bitches, oh my God, bro. Like, who, first of all, who does that? Second of all, who would ever, ever, ever ever admit that to someone third i feel like crawling under a rock just saying it out loud and i didn't even do it and i don't have that facial mapping problem and i don't wear lilac shirts like you you already listen okay cool that's cool that's cool so he decides to call me the next day and let me know how his friend did the bitch assness with the FaceTime and the live and the whatever. To, to, to be honest, inside, the other twin was really happy. Like, good, I'm glad you saw that shit. But it doesn't matter. He then proceeds to yell at the top of his lungs about how I disrespected him and and slapped his face and did this and did that and embarrassed him and this and this and this and this and this for four fucking hours. Do you know how I know it was four hours? Because I took a shower while he was talking. I got dressed while he was talking. I did my makeup while he was talking. I got in a cab while he was talking. I got to the dinner with the Rev Fam London girls while he was talking and he was still and he was still yelling. He was still yelling. Okay. So I get done with dinner. Dinner was super fun. Get out of dinner, heading back to the hotel. 
Call comes in. I'm going to come meet you at your hotel. For what? Shows up at the hotel. I'm like, yo, what do you want, bro? Like, literally, what do you want? Oh, I just want to end this properly. Okay, it's ended. It's ended properly. Hey, look, you even showed up to like shake my hand. I go downstairs in hotel slippers, no makeup and fucking sweatpants. I'm like, hey, hi, shake my hand. It's over. Goodbye. You can fucking go. Well, can I come upstairs? For fucking what, bro? What do you fucking want upstairs? I was so mean to him. I was so the other twin. Comes upstairs, kissing my ass, kissing my ass, kissing my ass, kissing my ass. Won't leave. Just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. Won't leave, won't leave. At one point, he starts talking about the thing again. He's talking about how we were standing in front of the pub and all the girls were laughing because I called him a pimp when we were walking and how that one girl asked him why he was being a creep and how I got in the live and I said this and this and this. He starts slamming the fucking glass table, punching it, slamming it, doing... And I'm like, yo, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. And he's like, why? What are you going to do? And I was like, I'll make your fucking heart stop from here. What do you mean what the fuck can I do? Sit the fuck down. Because he stood up. Big guy. What are you going to do? And I was like, yo, I'll make your fucking heart stop. Sit the fuck down. So he sits down. And he's like, I have a pain in my chest. And I was like, yeah, so shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down, bro. Like, don't fucking intimidate me. Starts talking again, starts talking again, works himself up again, starts yelling again. I'm like, oh my God, this is not ending. Like, this is a never ending. Like, all you're doing is trying to beat me up, but it's not working. I'm literally sitting here sipping on a tequila drink. Shout out Dodge Hotel for having terrible rooms, but wonderful drinks. I highly suggest the queen of hearts it's a beautiful drink it's tequila and uh, it's very good so i'm like literally sitting there with this gigantic martini glass in my hand full of red liquid sipping on it while this dude is sitting across from me acting like a fucking gorilla losing his mind and i'm just like bro this is so unnecessary bro this is so unnecessary bro this is so unnecessary every time i can get a word in edgewise i'm like this is so unnecessary Fine, he leaves. The next day, I have plans. I have plans with Lola. I have plans with the Red Fam London. I have, you know, I'm doing my thing. Guess who shows up at the hotel again? After I told him not to, I don't want to see you no more. Shows up at the hotel anyway. Can I come upstairs? For what? Can I come upstairs? Fine. He comes upstairs. Don't ask me why I did it. At this point, it was just perverse curiosity. Don't ask me why I did it. Comes upstairs again. Same shit. You did this to me. You did this to me. You did this to me. What? Are we still talking about this? I'm aware I did this. We talked about it last night. Comes over. Okay. Comes over. And picks up the gigantic heavy as fuck armchair that I'm sitting in and puts it back down and then just leans over, puts his hands on the arm of the chair I'm sitting in and is just staring at me. And I'm like, (sighs) and it occurred to me. It occurred to me very slowly. It took me a very long time to get here. You guys are probably already here. You were probably here about an hour ago, but I'm dumb. 
It occurred to me in that moment. Drink something before I tell you. Just drink something. Just drink something. Hmm. It occurred to me in that moment that this man, who was so outwardly dominant, had a real substreak. And that he was really here pretending to kind of vent all these dominant feelings, but really he was looking for something else. I don't know why it occurred to me in that moment or why I was so late with it, but once I grasped it, I was like, oh, that's what's happening here. Everything came together for me all at once. The constant gym going, the way the body didn't match the frequency of the gym. Well, that's just because it was a place to tweak after doing all the molly. If you live at home, you can't stay home and tweak at home, right? Your parents will notice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also a flag. I know. How many flags do you want to point out? How many fucking flags? How many? Go ahead. Yell at, the, yell at the speaker. Yell at the computer. Listen, I can hear you yelling at me. It was a place to tweak. That's why the body didn't match the frequency of the gym, okay? The dom behavior didn't match the bitch-assness. If you're that dominant that you could yell and yell and yell and your pride and your, you know, and your pride is hurt and you were embarrassed and you're that type of dude, if you're like big swinging dick around town type of dude, the first thing you would have done is come up in that bitch, go to the back of the bar and be like, hi. I'm so-and-so. I'm the guy she was talking about at the satsang that didn't take her arm. What's going on, ladies? How you doing? Let me buy you all a drink. Do you understand? It wasn't making sense. There was so many... There were so many things that didn't fit. And then, boom, in that moment when he came over and picked my chair up, it all fell into place. I was like, oh, you want to be dominated. Okay. So I said to him, I said, pick me up out of this chair. And he did exactly how, what he was told. And I was like, okay, now kiss me. And he did exactly what he was told. And I was like, okay, now pick me up. And he did exactly as he was told. And he just kept doing exactly what I told him to do and then he came over the next night because I told him to and then when he got there I told him exactly what to do and he did it (sighs) I'm not sure why I indulged that, but I think there was a part of me that just got off on it because he had been playing this false dominant role with me, do you know what I mean, for so long. And there were times at which I really did see that it was a facade, but I couldn't quite understand why anyone would have that facade with me. Like, if you're a sub, you're a sub. I got no problem with that. But I guess men like to always pretend they're the dominant ones, even when they're not because society expects them to be. Or if you're a really big guy, people expect you to be. I don't, I don't know what it was. But once I realized that he was a sub, I was just like, oh, this is kind of fun. 
You know, like I could really fuck with this dude. So he came over the next night. And then the night after that, I had RevFam over. And in the middle of the night at like 4 a.m., someone came to check on us. And I was like, okay, this is getting bizarre. And the night after that, I was hanging out with RevFam. And he decided that he wanted to come over. But I was with them. So instead of coming inside and saying hello, he decided once again to sit and wait in his car until I was done. I mean, it just was a never-ending cycle of what the fuck are you actually fucking doing, dude? So, since I left London, it has been a game of, let's say... I'm just going to keep reminding you that you did something bad to me. You embarrassed me. You embarrassed me. You embarrassed me in front of your stupid fucking rev fam. You embarrassed me in front on your live. You embarrassed me. You embarrassed me. You embarrassed me. And every day I have been listening to this dude tell me this over and over and over again without really saying much, because on that one point, he was right. I did embarrass him. I meant to embarrass him, but more so, I was just fucking fed up and angry. You know, it wasn't like done specifically to embarrass him. I mean, yeah, he was embarrassed in the process, but really, it was just me speaking my truth to my people. But his his pseudo-dom behavior came rushing back the second I physically wasn't in London anymore. And that was really interesting to me. That with distance, he could maintain that facade really well. So we've been playing that game for, I don't know, about a month now. Of every time I speak to him in between blocking him and unblocking him. um, It just always turns into another conversation about him, 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 him. His pride that was hurt. His, you know, ego that was hurt me disrespecting him, yada, 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 over and over and over and over and over again. Basically that four hour thing where he yelled, but just over a month. And then that brings us to today. So today, (laughs) today is a culmination of the past few days where he decided he was going to start talking to me all the time again and be really sweet again and be really nice again and do all the things again. And I'm like, okay, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. What we're not going to do is get my feelings all the way involved again just for this to blow up in my face. Like, we've already done this, right? So I naturally am asking, like, you're doing all this. Does this mean that you have real feelings for me? Because you can't walk me down this road again if I already know the mediocrity at the end of it. I don't even really know why I'm still entertaining you, except there's some sick fascination now to the fact that you are a sub that thinks you're a dom or pretends to be a dom, but I actually know you're a sub and you know that I'm a dom naturally and we're playing this weird 
please dominate me. Please don't be nice to me. If you're nice to me, I'm going to be evil to you. But if you treat me like shit, I'll fall at your feet thing. Okay. So we were doing this. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And then it just got to the point where I was like, hold up. If you don't have real feelings for me, you're just using me to have someone to dominate and to be dominated by. You're just using me. And his way of inflicting pain is to say the complete opposite of what both people know is true. That's his way of inflicting pain, is causing cognitive dissonance. Very Gemini, right? So work you into a state of like, I care about you, I care about you, I care about you, I have feelings for you, I have feelings for you, I have feelings for you. And then seven days in go, I don't have any feelings for you. Are you crazy? Why would you think that? Now, over the past month, this has happened quite a few times. And each time I've been admittedly jarred by it. Like what, what, what are you doing? Like what kind of psychotic behavior is this? If you don't have feelings for someone, just stay away from them. Remember, <laughs> remember the advice you gave me all the way back then? Remember? So today was supposed to be another one of those punching bag sessions where he tells me how little he cares about me and that none of it meant anything and it's all my fault because I embarrassed him in front of the quote-unquote rev fam that sucks and yeah, we'll never, we'll never be able to be together because of what I have done, right? And today, unlike all the other days, was the day where I was like, hmm... Okay. Fine. Because the thing that had kept me hooked in this past month was the guilt. I got caught up in it. I started believing it. Maybe it was my fault. Maybe I, maybe I was really disrespectful. Maybe I deserved to have every conversation I have with this person be about that one thing that I did wrong. Not the fact that you were liking hose pictures left and right. Not that you didn't take my fucking arm or let me take your fucking arm. Not the fact that you couldn't be a fucking man and talk to my people like a fucking man. Not any of that. Not the fact that you didn't come into the fucking hotel. Not the fact that later, mind you, in this past month, he's also admitted to me that he went out of his way to neglect me, be mean to me, ignore me when I was in Jamaica because he didn't like that I was there. And that everything, all of this started, the weirdness, the abuse, whatever, was because I went to Jamaica and he didn't want me to go. Okay? But every time I would try to talk to him about it, every time I would stand up for myself, every time anything, anything, then why are you being like this? Why are you being like this? But So finally today, I was like, right, okay. Okay, hey, okay, got you. Got you. You'll never be able to get over that, right? You'll never be able to get over that somebody told you the fucking truth about yourself. Cool. Cool. Deuces. We're good. Goodbye. Get the fuck out of my life. That is my Pluto retrograde story. 
Now, how does this apply to all of us? First of all, if you see the motherfucking red flags and you don't fucking listen, if you don't see the red flags and start running, they will choke you with the fucking flags. They will make you eat the fucking flags. Trust me on that. Okay? One. Two. Don't ever, no matter what the motherfucker looks like or says to you, ever buy into the bullshit of thinking that he is more important than your bag. He will never be. The motherfucker could be perfect. His dick could be made out of gold. It doesn't matter. Never, 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 never. No matter what he says, no matter what he says he feels, no matter how much he has or doesn't have, Never let a man interfere with your fucking bag. Never. Never. Three. If the motherfucker is on Instagram, like it, thirst trap photos of other hoes, he's not your boyfriend. Leave him. Four. If you confront him on something, if you ask him about something, and he turns it around on you like it's actually a weakness within you that you can't handle his ratchet behavior. No. Also, red flag, leave him. Leave him, leave him, leave him. Not because you're just trigger happy. Not because you don't want to make it work. But because if a motherfucker is doing those things, He's the one who doesn't want it to work. He's wasting your time. He's actually just trying to get, see how much he can get away with. Because truth be told, the first instance that I saw that this motherfucker was liking other girls' pictures should have been the last instance. The first conversation I had with him in Jamaica with this motherfucker was obviously being purposefully mean to me and I knew it should have been my last conversation, right? The first night when I went to take his arm and he wouldn't give me his arm should have been the last conversation I ever had with him, right? Right? That day, as soon as he started yelling on his four-hour rant about how I fucking embarrassed him, should have been the last second of that conversation, right? But here is the magic of Pluto fucking retrograde. Here we fucking are. All of it. All of it that cannot stand on its merit. All of it that is full of shit. Everything that is a fucking facade falls. Whether you love it, whether you hate it, whether you need it, doesn't fucking matter. It's gone. It's gone like that. It's gone in an instant. And it leaves you with this burning fucking hole in your heart where it makes you look at yourself and go, why did you do this to yourself? Because the truth is, after telling you all of this, what's the most obvious part? Ain't nobody did nothing to me. I did this to me. I did this to me. And why did I do it? 
Because, like I said, one of my toxic traits is if you tell me the things I want to hear early, if you flirt with me, if you pay attention to me, I, I'm going to swear that I'm in love with you. And once I talk myself into thinking that I'm in love with somebody, I start tolerating all kinds of bullshit that I would never fucking tolerate from any other person. So that's the next piece of advice. If you cannot hold your significant other to the standards that you hold to your friends to, strangers to, they not your fucking boyfriend, they're not your significant other, you need to leave them. We cannot have separate sets of rules for the people we're fucking and everybody else. They still have to be a good friend to you. They still have to be polite. They still have to be respectful. They can't just go do whatever the fuck they want just because you happen to be fucking them. You see what I mean? I needed to learn on this day of all days that the fucking game that I was trying to play was going to end up playing me. And that what I needed was just a clean out. And I also realized that every time that I had expressed the want and the need to have a clean out, he wouldn't go away. If another one, another one, if you sense in a man, especially in a heterosexual relationship, if you sense in a man that he is purposefully being mean to you and you ask him what's going on with him and he won't tell you, drop him. If you fuck up somehow, and this is the real part that fucks me up. Let's say that I was actually that fucked up. Let's say that that events happened in a bubble and there were no extenuating circumstances and no previous horrible behavior. Let's say that all that happened that night happened in the bubble of, I said something at the satsang about him and then I said shit, wild, crazy shit on the live about him and that I called him a pimp when we were walking down the street. If that is what happened, okay, let's just take for granted his side. That's exactly what happened, right? That leads me to my next point. If a man cannot forgive you for making mistakes and instead, every time you talk to him, he wants to harp on the mistakes you've made, leave him. And no, don't leave him for somebody else. Leave him for you. You understand what I mean? Leave him for you at the first sign of the toxic shit that makes your gut go, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Leave him. Because all the time between when you realize that that's what's going on and the decision you have to make, all the time in between, you're just open and ripe for emotional damage. If not more, God forbid. Right? So those are lessons that I know, but I feel that Pluto retrograde had to remind me. It had to remind me that what I've been doing is playing a pretty fucked up game with someone that I never really had feelings for, that I don't even really know, 
but had convinced myself somehow that I was in love with. Huh. That's why Pluto retrograde was like, right, first of all, you're not in love with him, so let's get out that out the way. Now, more importantly, this motherfucker don't deserve you. Let's get rid of him. And on and on it goes. So, what's the moral of the story? I'm not perfect. I make huge fucking mistakes, especially when it comes to my emotional life. But, <laughs> but my instincts were right all along. So actually, I'm pretty decent. I'm pretty good. It's just not listening to those instincts that gets us in trouble. Right? What good is it to be able to look into the future based on past knowledge and not use it? So, (laughs) that's my story. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry I haven't been around. It's been fucking hellish, bro. I've never had someone purposefully try to fuck up a trip for me, purposefully be so mean to me that they would make me cry all day. I've never, I've never experienced this. So this was, you know, this was, this was a needed podcast. This was a lot. And just know that I feel a lot better having told you guys all this. I feel a lot better because I can feel how much you love me and I can feel that you, that, that you commiserate, that you've been here in one way or another. You know, hopefully not exactly like this because this motherfucker wouldn't take off his coat after the first night. Just sitting there in the big puffy coat the whole time. Just confusing ass shit, man. Real fucking confusing shit. But here we all are. And now you know. And you know why I've been away and you know why I've been distant and you know why everything had been late. And hopefully you also learn something. All right. (laughs) Well, that's it, folks. It's your girl, DJ Nark. I'll see you next week.